Welcome to Xbox, boys of the Xbox community. This is episode 84. And I know this is, for some of you, episode 84 2.0. Because we threw out the old podcast and we're coming back because of Eric. Thank you, Eric, for... Stronger than ever. Pause. Yeah, yeah, stronger than ever. But he kept hitting pause in our program and it caused his voice to end up in the middle of everybody else's voice. It just didn't make sense. So we took that podcast down, but we we came back, and we're going to redo this, uh, but it's going to be a great show, because I, I got a whole new panel, almost. I got Vern, that's going to probably last more than five minutes into the show. Welcome yeah, to the show, Vern. I'll stick around this time. I want to yell in the mic right now <laughs> so bad. <laughs> uh, we also have Steve Rolls. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thanks for having me back again, guys. Thank you, Steve. Uh, and we have a good friend of ours, uh, Daniel. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Now, you normally don't do the show because we do it on weekends, and you're a weekday guy. You're 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 Monday through Friday, chillaxing on the weekends. Yeah, the re- weekends are reserved for a special someone of mine, so I can't usually pop on here and uh, say my opinions, but I'm glad to be here, and... Uh, I'm glad to be on the show, and I hope you guys do more weekday shows. We should have a well, couple show. The, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was about to say, y'all should just tie the knot so you can start ignoring each other and you can play with us. Oh, yeah, that works. That's, that's but, down uh, the line. That's, that's going to happen. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you're with her all the time, you know. And then you're just like, free. okay, I'm done. I'm glad to be here, though. I mean, I was on the show, I think, one of the first early shows. Yeah. And... Uh, you guys moved it to the weekends, and I couldn't uh, participate, but I'm back, and I'm ready to do this, and uh, let's talk about some games. Yeah, and we like you. I mean, we hear your voice all the time, but our audience doesn't. I don't understand why you guys like me, but I... <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this part where you actually own a ton of games on Xbox, and you're usually better than we are, so we can find out if games are really broken or not. Yeah. When you're around. Well, listen so to you're this, you're just though. using me to carry you guys. You're from... Yes. You're Canadian, yeah. and... We got someone all the way, you know, from England, and there's two of us from the United States, so we're like fucking worldwide now, guys. This is a global show, <laughs> Xbox Uncut. International. It, where we'd like to... it really is. This is impressive. But <laughs> as long as we can get all the time zones down, we'll be all right. But <laughs> but let's let's get right into letters. We have... Because we... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say, we have two letters. That's great. Steve's going to like the second one, too, but I'll get to that. So, anyway, uh, let's read this again. This is from Renee. I believe it's Renee Lehman or Limon, we, we like to say. I, think, I would just I think like it's to French. say, Renee, if you, or <laughs> any listener that's already heard the response to this, we're sorry that we're going over it again, but we just we figured we'd, we'd cover it. One more time. Yeah, yeah. Because now you have something to listen to again, and it's there forever instead of being taken down. Anyway, Renee uh, writes, Hello, everyone. Renee here. I would like to hear your thoughts on what you think Microsoft will focus on this E3. Do you think they will do the same this year and go all games and reveal gameplay of games they've already announced and maybe a few surprises? Will they show off the streaming capability with Windows 10 and so on? Simple answers, if you'd like. 
they said they're going to do something brand new that they've never done before. Uh, so I'm going with porn. I think Red Tube is going to be exclusive <laughs> to the Xbox One. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that's where they're going to go with this. I mean, what else would be a bigger exclusive? Uh, it makes sense, you know. You're going to have porn on your mobile phone, on your Windows tablets, on your PC, on your Xbox. You'll be able to stream the same porn clip across all those devices at the same time (laughs) now so like let's say you're whacking off in you know like the bathroom you're on your mobile phone you got to move over to the big tv got the xbox right there you can carry on literally where you left off well they could just be complete assholes and like make hentai exclusive to xbox one (laughs) is that like an extension to crunchyroll this is how they need to win over like japan and asia Exactly. You've, oh my god, you've No, see, it. you gotta do a VR on top of it, too. Instead see, of and... instead of Crunchyroll, it's gonna be Sticky Roll. Oh, god. <laughs> uh... Taco Roll. Oh, god. That's terrible. Alright, uh, now to be more serious about it. <laughs> uh, it's... I think they're gonna go games, games, games. It's gonna be... It's been their big push for the last couple of years. It's what they have to keep doing to keep the audience on their side and to keep repairing their image. Um, I don't think they really have a choice to do anything else. I think you're going to see a lot of games um, on the forefront, like the media side of it. You're going to see E3 presentation, Microsoft press briefing, going to be games. But then behind the scenes, uh, outside of that, you're going to see the uh, entire Xbox infrastructure we talk about and about how you're going to be able to do this and use your music on your mobile device or then on your Xbox and then stream games and then you're going to see all the Xbox branch out from behind, behind uh, sorry, from beyond the console. What about HoloLens? Do you think they're uh, going to actually put it on stage or do you think we'll see like what they did with Kinect last year, just completely ignore it and have it be something that's talked about on the side outside of... The gaming conference. The, I think Hollow. Oh, I'm sorry. They they will bring Hololens on onto the show at some point. But I mean, you look at the the comments. I think even like most recently, Phil Spencer talked about it, and he made it seem like Hololens is a long way off. Yeah. And it's like I don't. This year, it's like I said last year that Microsoft couldn't afford to spend time on VR and and Kinect. And this year, they and in my opinion, they still can't. Like they need to, like if they if they have cool games to announce that use Hololens as as well or whatever, then you can announce them. But in my opinion, the way that they need to go with this show is they just need to games, 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 games. And if they want to say, oh, this works with Hololens, you know, put it up on a note on the screen or put it in the press release or something. Like I think they they can't afford as it stands to deviate too much. I think you're looking at it the wrong way, though. I think HoloLens is too big for E3. Because Microsoft's not pushing HoloLens as a video game thing, even though they're making a shitload of games for it, apparently. they It's it's going to be build. It's going to be their big Windows 10 events. It's like HoloLens is a bigger product than a video game console in E3 audience. It's its own event. Yeah. It, yeah. like you do, you, you do not talk about HoloLens at oh, yeah, it's going to be a side thing at E3. No, HoloLens is fucking, we're going to have all the press, we're going to rent out, like, huge rooms, and 
you're going to have a game stations. You're going to have all the different activities you can do with it. Right. Like, games will be part of a HoloLens conference rather than HoloLens being part of a games conference, you're saying. Yeah, because once HoloLens can be shown, like, because I know it was shown behind closed doors with people that took all their phones and even paper out of their pocket and they had to, like, completely be independent. Once they can actually show it to people in a setting like that, it's it's going to be as big as, like, a, the original iPhone announcement. It's going to be a massive amount announcement. Um, it's not going to be a fucking little asterisk on a... a PowerPoint well, presentation. And they got to yeah. get it working perfectly before the public gets their hands on it in the same way that the media has, at least, I think. Yeah. This is something that people because, are going to want and not something that uh, it can be passed over for a $150 optional device, your Xbox. This is something people need to want to buy. Well, and it's its own dedicated platform. Like, yeah. This is something you don't hook up to a computer. You just put it on your head. Which is yeah, it's got all the processing in totally the unit. Yeah. But they need to yeah. get that across. This is not like an accessory. This is something of its own device. That's yeah, it's all that's in. important. Otherwise, you got a, a Wii U situation on your hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a, a, you bring up some good points. I do think that it is its only thing, and it you know is be the next box. But considering what sort of Kudo said, was it last week or the week before about sort of core games and how Kinect didn't do it well. And how that is kind of seeming what they're going to do in Hololens. I would be surprised if anything that they did, like, was exclusively to Hololens. Like, you'd think that most right. of the stuff they could probably do as well as, and if you know, and if it is a big thing, then E3 wouldn't necessarily be a a, a bad place to show that if it is games. Oh no, I understand, but I think it's more of a like, hey, this is a brand new way of doing computing, and. Microsoft's approach to it was, and always has been, if you look at, like, the Apple Store or the Android Marketplace or whichever one you choose, the number one bought product on any store are games, even though, you know, not not everybody uses them. Like, that's the number one thing that, that leads your store. So that's why Microsoft's so strong about putting HoloLens right up front uh, and having so many games for it because they don't want it to fail. They don't want honestly, the Windows Store to happen again, where they had no games on it, nobody used it because there were no games on it, and it was like, yeah, I loaded up the Metro Netflix app and this and that, but that's about it. Like, you you have to have developers behind it making games to literally get people to, to use your store, or there's no reason to open the store, and it's just a good way to open the door for people. Uh, but I just don't see it as an E3 thing. I think that's more if they, of a, if they own do event. bring it to E3... I just hope they don't spend too much time on it. That's it. No, I or think, have their have its own conference. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're gonna hammer home the message that hey, we're Microsoft. Um, we screwed up before, but this is what we're gonna do. This is the games we have. This is our system's you not think- the strongest, but it's gonna be just as good. You think so? I mean, because Phil Spencer already kind of had that attitude at the at the last E3, and I I, I just don't see him being quite as apologetic this time around. I think he's he gonna be really be as- confident. He might not be as apolog- as as apologetic, but they still have that. Um, well, they have to be humble, yeah. Yeah, they still have that 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 bad stink in the room where they think pe- their console can't play used games and it's under power. Uh, it's under power by like forty to fifty to a million percent, and, and doesn't it doesn't have has any no indie games. games. 
Yeah. yeah, they need to hammer it home. Hey, this is a fun console. You got to play this. This is really good, and and don't listen to what the internet says because the internet is wrong and they're a bunch of idiots. Do you? I mean, do you guys expect um, a larger presence from uh, idea at Xbox this time? Because last time it was just a, a simple reel and then moving on. Well, previously we talked about this, so I guess I should say what we were talking about is. Uh, Microsoft's conference is usually, what, an hour and a half? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's about an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, Sony's conference is usually about two to two and a half, maybe three Whenever hours Whenever it ends, long. It's yeah. Fucking, it's long as shit. But Sony also goes on for, like, fucking 40 fucking minutes over indie games or, you know. Powers. It's just this long, stretched out. It's a very long, stretched out thing. And then while Microsoft's more like, and we got these indie games, and they show you, like, this good let's say five six minute like montage of indie games was it even that they do this like, last e3 they though? do no they yeah, did like what they did way. is they had like three minutes and they did it twice like they yeah. would like throw it in as like a oh yeah but filler for this segment and it's a much tighter show uh the question is what's better is it better if they extended let's say the their conference to a two hour long show and had like mm-hmm. half an hour for just for indies but I just, I, th- I mean, it's, I, I, it, they don't have to worry about TV constraints anymore. I mean, yeah, there's the bandwidth of broadcasting, that's just, whatever. No. I think about last year when they, didn't they play Fable Legends for quite a while on stage last year? And they could have cut, they could have cut that down a bit with just a trailer, and that's time right there that could have gone toward a longer indie reel. Stuff like that. I, I hope they just add a little more for those guys this time. I agree. Like, I want them to flesh it out, but I, I I don't want them to take away. I want them to extend the show to two hours. Yeah, that'd be Not, nice. It doesn't need to be as long as Sony's like three-hour fucking presser that you want to shoot yourself in the head. But you want enough time where it's like, okay, now we can go over indie games, we can go over this or that. They need exposure. Like, it doesn't matter. Don't show gameplay. Don't care. But at least put like, hey, here's a game. Here's a trailer. Well, especially here's another game. The, here's another trailer. Especially for the developers that are making their games first on Xbox One and then bringing them to PS4 down the line. Yeah. Or if they could do, or like if they like with Ori last year, if they would have had like a a, a four minute playthrough of it, I think that would have yeah sold even more games. Even yeah. after. what were you saying, Steve? Um, um, I think the thing about Idea Xbox last year was that when they were sort of announcing things, like there's uh, looking at looking at the list now, like there was a lot announced right at the very beginning, and none of it is is an, uh, is released. Like there's been a lot right. of stuff that's just gone. So I think that, and you saw it like Gamescom, like it got a bigger presence. It, it was a bit of a different show, so it's not exactly the same, but. It, it it did have a bigger presence. I think it, you will get a lot more of it this year because I think they'll have sort of signed what they think to be bigger games. There'll be sort of more games sort of coming out soon. You know the um, and it's you know it's, it's not sort of so much in its infancy. You know it'll be sort of uh, eighteen months since they announced it, and I think it I think it will have a, a bigger sort of section this year. But I mean they did say they were doing things differently, so I don't know whether I mean there were sort of some days they could change everything. Yeah. Yeah, there were some E3 conferences where Microsoft didn't mention Xbox Live Arcade at all. And then, remember the year that Trials Evolution got announced? Like, there was nothing on stage at all. And then, as soon as the, the conference finished, they showed like a huge press list of all the new Xbox Live Arcade games that, that were coming. So, perhaps they might do it differently this year, but I don't expect them to be sort of ignored anyway. 
Yeah, and it seems like ID at Xbox is really going strong now. There's a ton of releases every week, more so than I, I expected. I still want a Spelunky. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I know. care what I have to do. <laughs> Give me that game. Oh. All right. Thank you so much, Renee, for writing it. We appreciate it. Um, and hopefully we've answered your question thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What's the next letter? Number right? two. All right. This one is from Jamie. Now, Jamie says, hi, I'm a listener on your show and a really keen one, too. I really look forward to your new episodes more than most. Other gaming shows listen to... Oh, I listen to are bomb, uh, the Giant Bombcast, Veteran Gamers, This Xbox Life, and X1 Bros. I'd rate yours as my favorite out of all of these because you go a lot more in-depth into things. And though the other podcasts are funny, easy listening, etc. I think yours is really unique in being so informative and interesting without being boring. Well, thank you. Uh, there's one massive problem for me at the moment, though, that for me is ruining the show completely. And instead of looking forward to what I'm confident is not going to be good entertainment when I click play, is becoming a lot more common for me to feel frustrated and annoyed with what I hear. Or can't hear. Your levels are really, really low, and I can't be alone in having to really strain to hear you compared to all other, all other shows I listen to. There used to be a lot of Facebook pops that would go off in the background, but that does seem to have stopped. The last episode was so terrible that at times there were two different conversations going on at once between four people, and you couldn't hear some of the hosts at all. To me, the show works best when you've got the panel you had the episode before last with the English guy. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is, it, is, it, is it Jamie? Great yes. Guy. <laughs> then if you just pumped up the volume a bit, it would be perfect. I do really appreciate the fact you guys take the time to do the show without getting much in return. I don't mean to be negative. I just hope you can see this as constructive criticism that just that's just born out of frustration for something that I otherwise really enjoy listening to. Keep up the good work, and thanks for sharing your thoughts and insight with the rest of us. Best wishes, Jamie. Jamie, I don't like you no more. <laughs> I don't care about the audio levels. You know, you, you got Steve on your side. You <laughs> that's know? enough. You got to pander to the host. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to thank my parents for this momentous occasion. Um, I'd like to and the academy and, and dust and and the academy as well. Yeah. Hold on there, Steve. He's such a great fan, but he doesn't even remember your name. He called you that yeah. English guy. That English guy. Hey, it's Steve Rules. He is that English is guy. It? All right, that is his new Twitter name. Change Sorry, the Steve. English guy. I I might I might have to do that. That is, that is a good one. But, uh, I, I, all right, let's address this one at a time. Audio levels, that'll be fixed starting this show. Uh, I, I've been listening it through my speakers on my computer, uh, and not through a headset. So, uh, I'm going to make sure I boost everybody's audio up. And that way it's nice and clear. And you know what? If it's too loud for you, just turn down your speakers and it'll be as easy as that. And that's an easy fix. It would be nice to get more feedback from others who. Who listen to the show and one so just to find out what everyone thinks about the levels though. So if you're listening to this, uh, write in and let us know. I mean, I'm not going to max everybody's audio right. out. I'll make that very clear, but I will bring it up so that it's louder. Uh, now the clicks, I well no, the Facebook like messages or whatever in the background. I don't know who was doing that. It was probably 
No, I'm not going to name names. I, I don't know who was doing that. I, we, we try to make sure people mute their mics if they're not talking. Uh, but that's my issue also because I do mute my mic. And if you ever hear uh, like a, a mechanical click, that's me. Uh, and I try to edit all that out, but I'm just going to not mute myself anymore. And I'll just edit out any background noise that might happen. And I apologize for that. Uh, but we'll fix the audio because I'm myself an audiophile and I, I'd like, I want to make sure it sounds good. I don't want you to sit there and listen to us and have to deal with crazy shit in the background or anything like that. And the hard thing too is we're not in the, in the same room. So that kind of makes things a little difficult. We're all coming from different areas. So it's a lot of work to go through and edit all of our files into one file and make it sound good. So I think Dustin's doing a pretty good job. Just to be clear, I didn't do last week or 1.0. I'm doing 2.0, but uh, Jason did the last one. And we I, we I could did. fix the low volume issue by just yelling and screaming into our microphones. <laughs> no, no. That's always no, a no, solution. No, 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 no. Like a 12 year old. You've already, you, you told me you had a $15 microphone and it really wouldn't pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> it would just max out. I'll let you do your own Might podcast. Might be preferable to actually right hearing the screams, so. Yeah, yeah. But, ugh. Anyway. Hurts my ears just thinking about it. But yeah, thank you for uh, writing in, Jamie. That was awesome. Thank you so we much. We like thank the you. criticism, even if it's, you know. Even if thank it's you very much, things. Jamie. I, I, I appreciate your letter greatly. Fuck off. Plug your website. Bone and gritty. <laughs> yeah, Steve, what is your website? Uh, www.steverules.co.uk Steve with a V R-U-L-E-Z uh, I mainly write about Xbox to be honest. Um, and I, I, I quite like it. I get, I get a, a good sort of readership. I do review the odd thing. It, it depends what I've played. Like some games I play, and then I'm just like, I just don't want to write about that. But yeah, and also, it's lots of opinion pieces as well. That far, t- far too many words. But yeah, that's my website. If Jamie is interested, and others, and others, yep, yeah, yep. no, just Jamie. Jamie's friends. We don't need others. Yeah. Oh, but uh, thank you for liking our podcast more than. The bombcast. I'm surprised. Surprised. Well, we're not as funny. To th- you know. Yeah, right, we try. But we're interesting we and informative without being boring. Well, that's what Eric's for, right? He's the quiet. <laughs> <one>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I know we have loyal Eric fans out there. So. We love Eric. We we do, but. Oh my god. Let, let me just tell you something about Eric. I've spent countless... <laughs> if I didn't like Eric, I would not have spent countless hours trying to fix his microphones and help, just helping the man. We, just, there's not much... I can't say Spending much. hours and hours urging him to talk on the show. <laughs> and just... I know we've said it a million times. Eric is like the biggest gossip outside the podcast. Like, he talks nonstop. Yeah, if you were ever in TeamSpeak, he just, you know, keeps going and going and going. Then you put him on the podcast and zip. (laughs) 
he's just, just a li- being polite. He's just a little pee shy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you so much, Jamie. Uh, let's move on to news. But before that, you know, remember, write us oh. in. Letters at Xbox Uncut. Oh, yeah. Letters at XboxUncut.com. That is letters at XboxUncut.com. Write about anything. More constructive criticism. Yeah, we'll take Ask it. Ask for that relationship advice I'd love to get. Maybe not if you want to keep a relationship healthy. But... <laughs> We will answer. Write a love letter to Steve. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to write a love letter to Steve. <laughs> Steve at steverules.co.uk. Well, no. <laughs> write it letters at xboxuncut.com. That way we can read it. Subject line, that English guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that English guy. But they might be private. <laughs> no, but. And then you got to share them after you. <laughs> You know what? Just forward it to Steve's account and just send it to letters at Xbox. There Cut. you go. That way they'll go to both email boxes and we'll, everything or BCC will okay. us. Then he'll think it's just for him, even though we're reading it too. I'll know now you said that. I'll know. All right. Let's talk about a game near and dear to most German hearts. Let's talk about Farming Simulator on its way in. For the Xbox One and PS4. I thought you were going to say Wolfenstein. No, no. Like, don't ask me why, but, like, Germans love Farming Simulator. It is, like, one of the top games in Germany. On PC, of course. I'm not talking about on console. I gotta ask, uh, do you think Germans really care about Wolfenstein, though? It's Wolfenstein. No. It's it's Wolfenstein. It's Wolfenstein. I just watched Young Frankenstein, okay? I know how to pronounce it. No. I had Iowa. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's been a trend lately with all these uh, simulators coming to Xbox: Goat Simulator, Farming Simulator. Um, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if you see like Surgeon Simulator or whatever the heck it was called, and a bunch of other stuff Kinect coming. Game. <laughs> yeah, probably. There you go. Hmm, that could be interesting. That actually would be a fun Connect game. They should just make Operation for Connect, the board game. You know. That's yeah. a good idea. That'd be awesome, man. Phil, if you're listening, get to it. <laughs> then we can download it and not be able to play multiplayer, and I'll get refunds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it comes out on May 19th, if you were wondering, on PS4, Xbox One, PS3, and Xbox 360. So pretty much any major console, except for Wii and Wii U, because who gives a fuck? Uh, Nintendo doesn't. Then that could be a big system setter for them. What, Farming Simulator? Yeah. You know what would be a big system seller for Wii U? Gone. Nothing, because it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Aww. Hey, I own one, There's okay? good games coming out TV. soon, though, man. You got, yes, you got Star Fox, you got Zelda. And there's a new console coming out. They got out, a Xenoblade like a a sequel. <laughs> they already announced... The predecessor. <laughs> yeah, yeah but you can buy it all over again. It's not like they're going to show it off at E3 this year, likely. I'd, I'd imagine it'd be the next E3. So, yeah, probably. It's it's farther <laughs> away than people are saying. So, maybe this is Microsoft's unprecedented announcement that they're buying Nintendo. God, there'd be so much drama. I don't know. So much no. hate. <laughs> I think Nintendo right. would just lose all their audience. <laughs> One fell swoop. <laughs> 
Unless they do like multi-platform, yeah. all the Nintendo games end up coming up on all the different systems. But you know that was cool back when Sega announced it too, and you know it happened. So, <laughs> I bet you maybe NX is like a subscription service you can play on any console. And yeah, you can that's what it games. is. So you can use it on the Xbox, and you can play Smash Bros. If it's on Xbox. Nintendo prices, I won't pay for it because they're outrageous already. Because they can. So yeah, all right. News. Since we uh, we're talking about E3, let's talk about TV. Let's talk about Sling TV. That's right. You can get your free trial now. You can thirty days, or you can. Or no, I think the ninety days is over, ain't it? It was. It was just no. It was. Week. I think it was ninety days for people who are buying an Xbox One now. Like it's no, but it was only that was promos only for a week. Oh, ago, okay. Right? Yeah, maybe it might be over already. I'm not sure. But I did try out Sling TV, and the 30-day promo that's going on right now, you can actually add all the channels to that promotional time period. Though, if you forget to cancel, you're going to get, you know, charged a shitload. But um, I did give it a try. It's all right. I mean, the first couple of days, there were a lot of uh, buffering issues, but it seems like it's a little better now. So the quality's good. I still don't love the interface and switching channels and seeing the schedules and all that. It's not the most user-friendly. But the price is right if you're into those channels. But I, I'm not going to resubscribe. I'm just going to go with my trial and probably cancel. I don't know if anyone else has given it a shot. So what is it, like a, a Netflix type of service? Or you can just use your own media? No, it's live, it's TV. live TV streaming. Oh, okay. It's got CNN, ESPN, AMC, TBS... Um, and then you can add, those are like the core channels, and there's a few others, but you can add extra packages. Food like there's a, right, there's like a cooking package, you know, there's a, there's a news package that adds a, like, uh, what was it, like Bloomberg and a couple other things like that. And then there's also a, a sports package which adds ESPN2, ESPN News, all that stuff. So there's, it's very a la carte. Um, which is nice because if you just really want ESPN, you don't have to pay that much. It's actually, it actually works out pretty nicely. Or, or if you just want ESPN and AMC, you know, what if you just want to watch some sports and The Walking Dead? So you can subscribe for a month, spend 20 bucks, and then you, you got it, and then you can cancel it once the season's over or whatever. So, um, it's not bad. The only issue, um, I tell, we, we talked about it before. I'll say it again after 1.0. Uh, for the price you're paying to only be able to watch us in a single place, I think you're better. You're still better off getting a cable subscription than yeah, you are with this plan. That's one thing that's nice about Sony's when alternative. When it comes to pricing, Sony's alternative, I think it's called View, allows up to three people to watch at once. Um, only one PlayStation Four at a time, though. Is that what it is? Okay. Yep, one PlayStation Four. Then somebody can be on an iPad, and somebody, can, I guess, on a phone. That's pretty. Uh, that's still not, that's still better than Sling, right? Sling, it's got to be one person longer than a time. Just one. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but uh, I know I know Sony's service is missing ESPN and all the ABC channels, which is, eesh, um, that's not no, the but best what, thing. I, I don't even consider what Sony's doing as a service yet because it's only it's only available in three cities. It is in the whole country. So, but it looks like a. I, I look at that as a beta. It looks better designed, <laughs> though. Like the menus and all look better, and plus it has the yeah. cloud storage for recording shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the better service, but it's also really expensive. I think it starts at fifty dollars. Fifty bucks. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. even 
and without ESPN, that's just a that's kind of dead on arrival, you know. So fifty dollars for how long? A month. A month. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it's overpriced. See, but no if you ESPN. look at Comcast, like Comcast for fifty bucks will give you, I think it's over twenty-five channels and fifty megabyte download speed internet for fifty bucks a month. So Comcast by itself is a way better value than both Sling or Sony's View because you're not including internet costs, you're not including anything, and it's just well, there's no contract. La carte, no, that's that's true. Like, but if it was like truly yeah. a la carte, you could. It would but, be nicer. But what I said earlier, I mean, if if you're someone who wants to watch The Walking Dead live, you know, when it comes out, you can just subscribe for a few months, watch a whole season, and then cancel it. You don't have to be locked into a giant contract. So, or let's say for these people who want to watch the NCAA tournament and want to get every single game, you know, you'll have all the ESPN channels, which is kind of nice. Um, so for like a short season to be able to subscribe to it and then cancel it is is pretty useful. So it'll have its purpose and I'm sure it'll add more channels as it becomes a little more popular or or it'll just be canceled if it doesn't. Oh, it will, but I just don't as of right now, this is awesome for people that live in dorms or if you're like in a small apartment or anywhere you're not going to have if you have a family, this isn't good. And it, yeah. If you're trying to if you're trying to have like multiple TVs and stuff like that, it's not worth it. You you're kind of still stuck. But in, there's a group of people that will find value. No, in this. like yeah, like like you said, like a person apartment, like some, you're 25, you're trying to watch whatever sports event, and like hey, for fucking 20 bucks a month or whatever, you can watch. You know, it's it's cheap, but it's still. It's still in its infancy. Oh, my God, I can't say the word. Infancy. Uh, Infancy. Uh, And hopefully it'll get better because everybody's moving this way anyway. Uh, The only issues, especially with Sling, is people don't realize how much they rely on DVR now compared to what Sling is going to give you. And I don't mean, like, hey, I want to record this and watch it tomorrow. Like, I want to pause this and just be able to skip through all the fucking commercials. Like that. That's stuff that needs to be added. And there's no on-demand service, too. So you can't say, you know, watch a show that's already been on. And I think Sony service yeah. allows that. So Sling's a little behind yeah, with be that like stuff. like 30 days or something. Yeah, Sling's yeah, a little bit behind with that stuff. So they got to, they gotta, you know, get that stuff on there. But it's... Like I said, it's an infancy. It'll it'll get better. All right, let's move on to the Xbox One April system update. It adds all kinds of improvements. They added chat improvements, uh, which they're uh, what? It tells you if you're wearing a headset now or why you're not recording shit, and I don't know. It's more stuff about your network. That way, you can see yeah. who the hell's the one screwing up your party chat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the big thing, I think the what everybody's been waiting for is achievements. Now when you pop up, it says achievement unlocked. It actually tells you what the fuck it is. And not just, hey, you got, you know, the lazy-ass achievement for turning on Netflix for the 10th time in a month. You get, like, uh, you actually get that description of telling you what yeah, it is. Yeah, it shows the achievement, then it kind of flips it and shows why you got the achievement. Which, I think this is the first preview update I'm actually jealous that I'm not a part of because it has something to do with achievements. 
It's, it's, well, there was the, snap, well, there was the snapping achievements update that you weren't a part of and we got earlier than you. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. I think it's time you uh, join the preview. I don't know. I can send I, you an invite. It's kind of risky. I don't know if I want well, to do Well, if you that. want to be on this podcast and tell oh. people you know, about what's going on, how are you going to if you don't have these, these previews? Come on. That's true. Okay, Dustin, send me an invite. I will. Not right this second. We're doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Rainbow Six Siege. Closed beta coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. You can guarantee your spot with the pre-order, or you can put your name in a hat by going to Ubisoft's website and saying, Hey, I want to try that. Uh, and I... Went through the process. It's not too crazy. They just ask you, like, without pre-ordering the game, they ask you what games you've played. Um, they, they, they throw out Titanfall, Counter-Strike, Evolve, Halo, Evolve. Um, I think that's it. Maybe one other. Uh, but they Call just of Duty, I think, was on there. Yeah, Call of Duty was up there. You know, like, every big first-person shooter on the planet is up there, so there's about six or seven that they list, and they just want to know how many hours a week you played of each. And sadly, I had to say I played, like, in the, well, in the last six months, and I was like, well... It's like, oh, I... I put in about 50 hours of Evolve. Yeah, when I, when I was doing this I, little survey, I was like, oh, I think I have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I. It makes you look back like, uh, it's this is not a good thing. It's not a good thing, but it's, hey, you know, sometimes you got to look back to look forward, right? <laughs> Is anyone else a little bit um, unsure about this, about pre-ordering or signing up for a beta if you play account because it's eh, Ubisoft? It's common. I mean, paid betas are just becoming a thing. I mean, this is nothing new, so. I just think if you want to guarantee your access, who... go to GameSpot or stop. Drop five bucks and then cancel it. That's the best way. Or after you get the or um, with Amazon, you can cancel pre-orders without even putting money down. So, and often they'll send you codes. That's what I did for Destiny. I don't know. I just this is the guys who made Assassin's Creed Unity. So I think everyone should put that in perspective. Spend your money how you want. I don't really care. But this isn't the same. Be careful. This isn't the same dev team though. Ubisoft's a very large company. So like it's. But don't get me it's, wrong, a lot of their games are the exact yeah, same, so I mean, yeah, hey, who knows? Yeah. Rainbow Six, could you could be crawling up walls and jumping down shit, who knows? Like, uh, it wouldn't be shocking, but I, I'd hope they'd have more respect for Tom Clancy's Who's game. actually developing this? Is this the same studio that worked on, say, like, Splinter Cell, or? Uh, Ubisoft Montreal. Yeah, Ubisoft Montreal was like huge yeah. and then that's everyone held, yeah. held by like multiple other studios as well so, sorry i was just waking uh... so this probably is a lot of the same developers that worked on unity in this case well isn't the next assassin's creed supposed to be done by one of their other studios um i think so i can't remember by no one they should give it like a two-year break and then come back well, yeah. The, yeah, I agree. The next one tanks. They might have to. But I think it was uh, wasn't it Ubisoft Quebec? It wasn't Montreal. It was one of the close by studios, Toronto or Quebec. Yeah, it was Quebec. I don't think they could afford to run those studios for multiple years without releasing a game. I think because they have so many people in their payroll now that they have to release every. Well, they game. have Watchdogs now. 
Yeah. yeah well, Watch I mean, notes. they got there's other things they could go back to Ghost Recon. I mean, I don't know what Toronto is up to after Blacklist didn't do very well. Blacklist I can go ask them. Good game. Yeah, good. You know what? You're a Canadian correspondent. You go and do that. <laughs> we'll wait. I'll pause. I'm, su- I'll go knock I'll on the door. I'm surprised Hello? we didn't get a Blacklist um, next gen port. Does that just seem like it would have been such a good launch title? Kind of, it was really good on fucking PC. Like the graphics were really good. The gameplay was solid. Maybe that's our next remaster, right? I I thought it was fantastic. Actually, I got all the achievements on 360. I never played it on 360 because it was so close to just the Xbox One. I was just saving my money, so I would definitely pay for it if they release it again on the Xbox One. I got it for free with my graphics card I bought when I built my computer. I have never tried nice. it. Oh no. But you played the other Splinter Cell games, right? I've played the first two, and I also played... Uh, what was the first one on the 360? Not Double Agent, the one after. Conviction. Conviction, yes. I played 1, 2, and Conviction. Supposedly this is more close to the third one, which is Chaos Theory, but I've, I've never played it, so I don't know. It So the only one... I mean, I played Double Agent a bit, but just hated it. Um, but I really liked Conviction, which probably not a good thing for Splinter Cell purists but then Blacklist <laughs> did seem quite different to Conviction like it did see you know it was more of a stealth game but it, it gave you you know if you want to be completely stealthy you know you were well rewarded for that Yeah. and I thought it did seem even though I sort of haven't played them like from what people have sort of said it did seem like it was much more sort of classic Splinter Cell and it didn't sell very well that's probably why um, I think they need a break and they gotta reboot the whole damn thing I feel the same way about Destiny. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, that's that's lies. It's, it's, it's bad. No, it's no, it's not. There's not much there. It wouldn't take much to reboot it. Um, when do you guys? You could think... actually just release the same game and just have a story in it, and it would re- be a reboot. All right. What were you saying, Steve? So, when do you guys think Rainbow Six will come out? Because I've seen sort of some places talk about how it'll be out this year, but it didn't seem like the beta was close. E3, it seemed pretty damn playable, and a lot of people were really excited about it. So I'd imagine it was pretty far into development then, so you would think it'd be out this year if it was in such good shape E3 last year, right? Yeah, I'd be shocked if they wait longer than this year. I think you'll see an announcement at E3 somewhere to the end of the year. It'll be out. I think November. Thomas, what are you going to do with Assassin's Creed, though? Do you really put that in November? Like that yeah. game's gonna get destroyed I don't think you in November. Push it, I don't think you put it in December. It's I not. Mean, it's guess. an October game. Yeah, but, but September, is, October. But what do they do with the division then? Because that's supposed to be this year. Division's gonna be delayed. We all know that. Division's gonna. That's be gonna be March twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah, that's my guess. Fair enough. I don't disagree with any of that. So. <laughs> well. Next time, do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we need some drama Tell-tale on the show. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, drama. I, yeah, I can yeah. shout, yes. Okay. <laughs> Telltale's games. <laughs> oh, it's just a bad joke. Game of Thrones Episode 3. It's a release date, March 25th. So, guess what? Tomorrow. Yay! Or <laughs> today, if you're... Uh... Wait, it's actually tom- Wait, it's actually tomorrow. I thought it was... Oh. It might... I don't know. I don't no, know. for PlayStation. It could be a GMT Xbox time Xbox always thing? gets it a day. Oh, later. that's true. Yeah, but even so, it's the so it's the twenty fifth on Xbox. 
24th on PlayStation, 25th on Xbox. Don't. No. They always do this, so don't try to figure out logic in it. No, I just, I'm, I'm pleasantly Which, surprised. I didn't realize it was so soon. I thought it was like at least next week or something. Yeah. And how, how is that game compared to the other Telltale games? It's right up there to me. Story's really good, but it's. I think the other Telltale games allow themselves to be played without watching the original content. Yeah. Game of Thrones, you need to have watched Game of Thrones. I'm assuming they toned down the violence and the sex. Not really any yeah, sex. Yeah, I haven't seen Violence any sex. is still pretty much up there. Like, violence is pretty fucking brutal. And... Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you... But no sex. It really puts you in yeah. that situation like you see in the show where you can kill someone or not kill someone. And generally, I usually kill them because if I've learned anything from Game of Thrones is that the people you leave alive... Fucking as long as I survive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you leave someone alive in Game of Thrones, they'll probably come back and kill you later, so... I, I keep... Leaving some people alive and then being, and then after it's like, why did I not just kill them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't really played any. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I haven't played too many of their other games, but I, I do really like it. I, I bought the the big collection. I need to play it at some point. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, so- it's the only game that. Oh, I'm sorry. You're going to see someone that? who's going to do a playthrough of like no killing at all. I think that's what, you're going to see that happening in the future. Nah, they'll force you to kill someone at some point. Yeah, that's what Telltale does. It's Game of Thrones. That's what Telltale does. They always put you in some kind of situation where you have to make a terrible decision. Yeah. The best decision is just not to play. <laughs> Look, all I know is me and Vern are waiting for... Every Telltale Walking game. Dead Season 3. <laughs> because we want to know how... Since... Both our seasons ended completely differently and how they're going to combine yeah. them. I got to finish replaying it on Xbox One now. Get my save ready. Yeah. Oh, there was some news on that. Just Do you game. have that in your news? No. But I guess it wasn't much news, but... It might be coming. Yeah. Well, soon. no. Well, Who no. Knows? They are... There'll be something in between. Exactly. The they're working They're working but on something it's... to go between season two and three. Probably just like, what, what 400 like days? 500, 500 days. 500 days, sorry. Yeah. Or... Whatever it's called, it's maybe yeah. Whatever the days was, <laughs> it'll be three thousand days. Lots of days. They're gonna they're gonna make sure that Clementine's grown up. Yeah. It'll be a it'll fl- be called it'll after be puberty. Like, yeah. <laughs> or it'll be called now legal. Yeah. Oh God. It's horrible. <laughs> Clementine's legal. Oh. Clementine's oranges. Uh, Sorry, I'll have there. the DLC. Don't worry, the hymen. But oh, no. no, that's too far. <laughs> Edit that. Okay, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> it's DLC. Damn it. All right. Konami hiring for brand new Metal Gear series. So. Oh, if we you haven't heard yet. Kojima's out. <laughs> yeah, Kojima's this... like, "Fuck this! I'm I can't do Metal Gear no more. This is my last one." But it was the for way Christ's sake. It was the way everyone found one. out, which was funny, because there was no announcement. There was just like, a, first off, the, I think there was a list of people who were executives at Konami or something like that, and someone noticed that Kojima wasn't on there, and they're like, "What the hell's going on?" And then they looked at the they looked at pictures on their website of all the all the games, and they noticed the you know Hideo Kojima game 
text was missing on all these pictures. It was like he was being erased from the company. <laughs> and the, you know, even though the guy's going to still be around till the game launches, let's just take all the shit down now. Well, yeah, all this. Like, st- so everyone's like, "Well, what's going on? Does that mean he's leaving? What, what the hell?" And and then they noticed that they were renaming the studio from Kojima Productions to LA Konami LA or something like that. I think that's what it was, right? Or can I, I forgot the name. Yeah. But, well, it doesn't matter. See, but, I, uh, I don't... I don't know what's... Like, I'm a bit confused as to what's happening to Kojima Productions. Like, is he, if, like, the management goes, is, are they getting rid of the entire studio and then rebuilding the entire thing from the ground up? Or, I think a lot of people are going to yeah. follow Kojima if he starts his own studio. And I imagine he would start his own studio. Um, so I could see a lot of people following him. So, but what is he going to make if he starts his own a studio? New, a new, Not Metal a Gear new IP. I mean, he's going to have so many offers. Yeah, like, there won't be but a look, company under the sun that won't that won't be like, hey, here's a here's a big briefcase well, or a, a hat. The last money. new IP was what? Uh, Zoe. That's what, that was his Zone of Enders. Was his last new IP? Yeah, pretty much. Did you just call it Zoe? Yeah. Is it known for being called Zoe? Yeah. Oh, okay. Z O E. I thought it was a Zone of Enders. No, nah, people call it Zoe. Right? Okay. Well, yeah, okay, that was a, what, like 15 years ago? It was f- f- around PlayStation 2's launch, close to it. Yeah, so, like, what has he done since then? Just Metal Gear. What, yeah, el- what else is he going to well, do? Well, he was involved Silent with, uh, he was involved with Castlevania. The first one was Slight- good, and then yeah. he wasn't involved in the second one, and it was supposedly terrible. Right, exactly. And then, but he's been pushing the same like three games over and over and over, and I can't blame him for being tired of it, and, like wanting to do something different. I don't. I, but the thing is, is that I think that they've actually just got tired of him because I'm not being funny. But after Metal Gear Solid Four came out, they pissed around with Metal Gear Solid Rising for years, and then it it went to platinum, and they did it instead because they couldn't get their shit together. And now, you know, they got Ground Zeroes out when that should have been a 360 PS3 game like a year, 18 months before it did. And now this isn't going to come out for 18 months afterwards. Like, I think they've probably just realized we probably don't need this guy to make all this money. That and uh, I imagine he feels not so happy about them as well. There's probably a mutual feeling of dislike. Because I, I bet he's pitched games, and they were like, you know what, Metal Gear sells, Very, and we're not going to risk possible, yeah. money. But the problem is, is that so get to work, bitch. Well, as, as we're not like I'm not saying it's right to sort of crush his creativity, but wasn't Zone of Enders a pretty big bomb? It was a, it was a flop. Both both of them didn't sell well. Even though the second game was really good, and the first game was good. It was a good start, but it wasn't great. But the second game was really good. Um, And I I think he wanted to do a sequel, which is why they did the HD collection, which also bombed, and then the sequel probably got canned. Um, I I imagine that's part of it. He probably wanted to make another Zone of Enders. So, but the the problem is, is that it's. I mean, that to me, that Zone of Enders seems like something niche, and I can imagine the other things that he wants to make are probably niche. And but it isn't now. Mechs got popular again recently. Yeah, but. I still don't think the Zone of Enders would sell well, no matter how popular mechs are. Probably not. But I think that I would like to see him do something out of far left field and see him work on like a mech assault game. 
not like Zone Avengers, just take Mechasol, give him the IP, and see what he can do with it. <laughs> Maybe reinvent it. Does someone have? Who has Mechasol? Does someone has? I forgot. Have, uh, Phil Spencer's email address. Yeah. <laughs> no, Microsoft doesn't own Microsoft. They do, they license it. They, they license it, yeah. Just like Shadowrun, like, they still like own Shadow it, Run, but they yeah. license it. But then Microsoft's also got like Mech Commander and Mech Warrior. It's all the, the same thing, but they they still own it. Pretty it's cool. all the same universe, yeah. Yeah, either that or give him like Crimson Skies and see what he can do with that. Do like a World War II, like Japanese era Crimson Skies. Alternative. History. Uh, yeah. Whatever he shit. does, it's gonna be really fucking cool, probably. And strange and funny. Yeah. These where do people and convoluted? You can't forget that's his like go-to thing. Convoluted. That's Someone's gonna give him tons of money though. He do. He where just do you make think a story that go? doesn't make sense. I don't know. I really don't know. I would guess. Oh, I think he does his my, own thing. I don't think he goes with my anybody. guess. It'd be funny if the story didn't make sense, but in like it was translated wrong, just lost in translation, yeah. and it becomes convoluted in English. I think it's going to yes. be Bethesda. That is my guess. I know it's random, but after what happened with uh, what's his name, Mikami, Mi- Mikami, yeah, yeah, I think something like a Bethesda. I, 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 either that or he goes to Sony, but I don't know if Sony has the money. I don't think Sony have got the. Um, how do I put this? The, the quality of management to keep a Kojima, pro- Kojima project on task and and focused. And I don't think Microsoft would like working with him. I think I think they would try it. I they think would, been, I but think I don't know if it would be a good where, match. I think it's the sort of thing where... I think he becomes the next head of Mojang. <laughs> I can see him landing at EA. As like an oh, EA partners, that'd be bad too, man. Has anybody released a game with AI partners and not had it bomb and put? Titanfall was the only EA partners game that's been pretty big. I guess Dead Space, first Dead Space well, yeah, was I, EA partners. I, I can see him getting bought by EA and then EA just shutting them down. <laughs> but but Titanfall was in such a level of disarray that Microsoft it was. had to pay for it. So yeah. that's. Yeah, no. EA Partners wasn't that big of a success. I mean, we got Mirror's Edge and we got Dead Space out of it, though, right? They already owned Dice at that point, and didn't they own Visceral as well? Maybe, maybe at that point, I don't remember. I think I, I, I want to say Dead Space was an EA Partners game originally, though. That's to Wikipedia. Uh... Um, Fuse was a dead was a. Uh... They were known yeah. as EA Redwood yeah. Shores from 1998 to 2009. Okay, so it wasn't EA Partners mm. then. Maybe it was Fuse that I was thinking of, which bombed. And Bulletstorm, which bombed. Yeah. Oh, that was a good game as well. I really liked I that. I love that game. I don't know if Spec Ops The Line was an EA Partners game. That was 2K. Yeah. That was a great game. Yep. Well, they're working on, what, Dead Island 2 now? Yep, and uh. some free-to-play thing. Jaeger. Anyway, what you got up for us, Dustin? Well, good luck, Kojima. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, no Marcus Phoenix collection says Gears of War dev. It's not Lies. It ain't happening. Shit. No, no, I completely agree. I don't think there will be a Marcus Phoenix collection. It'll be a Gears of War collection. Oh, okay. It'll have judgment. <laughs> Because why the fuck not? Yeah, but I can uh, see this. This is definitely a possibility because they're not going to announce it now because there's no steam behind it. They're going to build up hype. 
throw it out on E3 and then say, hey, you know, a new gear is not coming anytime soon, but play these gears again, and uh, that's it. And they're going to sell millions of copies. I don't agree. I think this is a Gamescom announcement. What? Really? I think this is where you go to Gamescom no and you drop the no, mic. No, this is an American announcement. I don't think you... Big, well, Rod has already said that know. he's going to be at E3. Yeah. So, I don't... No, Gears fucking 4, or whatever they call it, will be at E3. No, not this year. It'll be next year. Like, but Gears, Gears 4 is going to be teased this year. Is going to be teased this year. And I think that I think, they'll do exactly I what think they, we'll see more than a tease. This, I, I, I listened to what you said. I, I agree. I think I said this to Vern a few days ago. I think that they will show gameplay for Gears 4. Very small slice. It will just be like, I don't know, something a chainsaw. like them running through something linear and, and dark and then meeting whoever the villains are antagonists at the end. Yeah, it'll be a teaser that says this is gameplay running on Xbox One or some shit like that. It'll be it'll be ten seconds of Coltrane going, Woo <laughs> Yeah. And that's it. But Gears Collection is some some sort of Gears of War game is a lot for this year. I I would look I'm I'm just gonna say the how you announce this is you literally just have the original Gears of War commercial on and just have it in HD and be like yep it's coming it's gonna be all of them you'd be crazy not to you'd be crazy not to you'd be throwing money away and they made have the song playing in the background that would be awesome if they just rendered it on Xbox One that entire that entire scene and commercial yeah and it's 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 probably it's still considered one of the best game commercials of all time it's it's fantastic yeah I think that's what I would start E3 with. Oh yeah, for sure. I, no, I would end E3 with that. No, with I, think that, I think you have, you have, I, no, you got to end it with Halo. No, I when Halo they didn't when they finished E3. it last year with Crackdown, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, like I, what are you going to remember most that they they announced Halo and they showed some Halo stuff or hey, Gears is coming back. People are going to be freaking out of that because Halo will come regardless. People know it's coming. Well, they have to start with. Halo or Gears, and end with Halo or Gears. I think they've got to start yeah. with them. No, but Halo, the year it comes out, usually they're, they show story at the very end. And like, oh, this is what's going to happen to the Master Chief, or whatever the fuck the next Halo is going to be about. And we already know that's coming, because IGN had an article saying, hey, a new story trailer is coming out. So this is something that's not been rumored about, but not really announced. But throw Gears in there as the last opening announcement, or ended announcement. I I I, mean, I think that they will finish with a new IP. Really? Yep. I think that it make in it makes sense to to start they they should start the show with 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 something big something this year, you know, Gears Collection is coming this year. Then you wait until you get a bit further on. Oh hey, Gears Collection, and then later on, oh hey, here's some Gears Four as well. Just so you know, it looks real good. And then you can do and then obviously they do the big sort of third party section which is what I would do after Gears get it all out of the way call Assassin's Creed like that and then they should and then you go into sorry, your, your, your first party stuff and then at the end oh by the way there's, there's one more thing and then you show this this new IP from some developer whoever it is Twisted Pixel I I meant triple A no IP fan. Triple A. Triple A. I think they'll just come out. I think you're gonna see a big open wallet. They're gonna buy a lot of shit. 
I think there should be a trailer from last year or something we've seen already, and in like 10, 20 seconds into the trailer, you hear a chainsaw rev, and then the, the screen gets cut, and then like it just cuts to a Gears of War Cold collection. Train. Yeah, Coltrane trailer of him like just fucking around, and then they say Gears collection coming, whatever, November 2014 or 15 or whatever, 2016, and just throw it out there. You know, speaking of... Do you think they remaster it, though? Like do like do they completely or do they just upraise upres gears? They'll touch it up, but I don't, there's not much to do, right? In in my opinion, anniversary treatment is probably a waste of resources because you just play Gears One and it still looks good. Like if you port the PC version, which has got the extra single player chapter, it's just I I'd be quite happy with all of them in in 1080p. Leave it at 30 fps. No, but if they could get Gears One. Running in Unreal Engine 4 probably looked pretty fucking special. It would. It's a, it's a wasted resources, though. Well, you could say the same thing about Master Chief Collection. But the, but the problem well, no. with the, but, but those games were like... Old. old. And, then, and then Halo 2 Anniversary was something that was being planned before they even decided to make it the Master Chief Collection. So that was going to be a standalone product. That's a whole other mess of problems we don't shouldn't even go into. But it it made sense to give Halo that graphical upgrade because Halo Two, you know, it looked good for the time, but thirteen was well, an original Xbox. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but Gears of War One, like if you take the PC version, it still looks like even the three sixty version still looks really good. Yeah, I agree. Like, I I I just think from my point of view, I this might seem silly, but I would rather have it sooner. So I could just play it, and it's and it's there for as long as I want, rather than. I mean, I don't want to risk. I'd, I'd I want to play it this year. Like I'm sort of getting that gears itch, and my 360s near me, and I'm I'm tempted. Well, I agree. Uh, I've tr- I've tried to fill the itch, and nothing. The order didn't. Nothing does. It's just. There's nothing like gears. So good. And it's and the thing is, if they did anniversary. Like, okay, they could obviously like put it into Unreal Engine 4, which I don't think is that supposed to be that difficult. You can make it look better, but I mean, do they do blur cutscenes? I mean, would that would that? No, fit? no, I didn't mean that. No, no, I was talking about just like popping it in Unreal. Yeah, no, no, I don't mean, but I'm just sort of thinking from what they might be thinking, like if they were to think about doing that. I mean, it is the 360's 10 year anniversary this year, and they they do kind of like to sort of note these things a bit. I remember Xbox Live is five. Yeah. But, eh, we'll see. Let's talk about the the Twitch boss says the future is in set-top boxes and not consoles. So, his idea of the future of video games is not you updating your console every, let's say, six, seven years. He wants you to upgrade your console every two years through set-top boxes. So he's just saying for everyone to buy PCs. Yeah, yeah, he's talking... (laughs) Steam box is the future! But at the end of the day, a $200 Steam machine every two years would be fucking outrageous. Nobody would do it. But why I'm though? Sorry. Because Video- like people spend six hundred dollars on a phone every year or every six months. And no, you don't. Not in the U.S. Contracts. You contract that shit out. You still spend a shit ton of money. A lot of people who buy the Apple 
next iPhone at like full cost because they can't have an, they don't have an upgrade. And then you got to make it compatible with all the devices, and then some devices won't run it as well as others. And then you're gonna have, hey, can my can my new can my old set top box run this game? And that that's just that's not gonna work. That it is can a mess. Can my Xbox One point one work with this, or does it? <laughs> But third party, it's, it's too confusing. Third party publishers are not going to want to be developing for three PCs. Like, I mean, they no, don't even like develop. They they only put games on PC as it is because it's so simple. And the the traditional console is, yeah, it will go away. But this idea of constant refreshes is just not going to happen, in my opinion, for quite a while, because. I mean, the the whole point of being a hardware maker for Sony and Microsoft is that they can get all these sort. of big money and then as the costs go down they make more money and third parties are not going to want it either like they just like consoles are going to exist as it is now all the while that activision ubisoft ea turn around and say that's what we want 2k no because very few of those expensive phones the iphone everything they they lose money on those phones where they're making money is the app store and it's very lucrative because they're sitting there making like 40 percent every time somebody sells an app so they're they make a fortune doing it. Video games, I hate to say, aren't the same way. I mean, it, it's and how can you sell remasters? Yeah, come on. I I think the <laughs> the the, the <laughs> next ones would be backwards compatible anyway. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't but will they run in four K? <laughs> no, they'll be up. Okay, so we get four K remasters next scaler. generation. We need, yeah. we need them. Um, they need to have really good scalers. Yeah. Scalers have already gotten that good, honestly, sadly. But, well, I guess it's not sadly. Some of those 4K uh, TVs that do have scalers for movies look really good on a 1080p movie. But, I, I, it wouldn't work well for a video game, seeing as the latency probably goes out the fucking window trying to upscale something like that i can't imagine it's a fast process i always say was reading this article like the thing is how many seven eight year it was eight year generations have we had before isn't wasn't that the only one they don't like really the next, exist yeah it was it was a bit of an anomaly because microsoft were early sony were late and then neither and yet they both still seem to be caught surprised that they need to then launch new machines <sighs> so bizarre like they, but like the next one, like the next one will be 2017, 2018 for yeah, Microsoft. It's, anyway, it's going to be early. Yeah, I, I imagine Microsoft's going to go first this time, no matter what. Um, but yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna lose money at launch too, is my guess. Do you think there's going to be a gimmick for any of these new consoles? No. I think no, voice is no. locked. I think that's the only thing you can expect is they'll both find a way to do voice no matter what. Would that's what... Just because it's a big thing for both consoles being able to talk to it. I don't mm. think you'll have cameras though. Just talking. Well, I think you you will have a camera will be it, it will be controller, a thing. But it, but it, but it, but it it won't. I won't. It won't be like Connect was to either the 360 or the Xbox One. Like it'll be like the PS camera, which exists and people buy, and it does pretty well for a sort of fairly for cheap thing. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. But I mean, perhaps the big thing will be like VR. VR. And, I think we'll have and, mics on the controllers I mean, too. 
Yeah. I think it's going to be all about microphones. Uh, I really do. Like... It's going to be all about voice. I still think that this, if Microsoft have got a new controller coming, that they might be looking at it with that. I think so too. I think they're going to have connect like features in the controller to where you just hold yeah, the button you... and talk instead of using the. I connect. don't think you'll see the connect back anytime soon. I think it's that's it. They'll use the technology somewhere. I mean, they are yeah. with like Hololens maybe. I don't know. But you won't yeah, see. Yeah, that it. does some stuff. Yeah. You won't see it though in its like form it is now though. No, no. Motion controls no. are kind of done except for VR. I'm not even sure VR is going to take off either. Or AR, whatever. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not sold. Technology's I'm still not sold early. yet. Well, I think AR just seems like it will because it's not so enclosed and, and antisocial. Like I can't see people wanting to pay like all this money for sort of a, a big old headset to put on their head, and then they have to look around. It's, it seems. Well, AR has never made anybody sick. Just wait either. till someone <laughs> dies with a VR headset on. That's when things are going to get crazy. Oh God, World of Warcraft. No, because with AR, like when you turn your head, you turn your head and you see what's in the room. With VR, it's is the latency fast enough? Did they do the? Well, think about are the it. frames actually refreshing fast enough? Like it, it's it's annoying. These uh, what do you call them? Those gaming bars or or cafes? I mean, in uh, like in Korea and China and stuff like that, they don't even notice when people are dead in those places. Those people, they think they're sleeping. Now put on headsets on all of them. <laughs> think about it. I have to go to bed soon, Vern. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for news, guys. We are done. Yeah. Unless anybody has any other news they'd like to talk about. Um, I don't know. I'm checking Polygon right now to find something to argue about. One sec. There was there was new <laughs> um, wise achievements. Yes. Yeah, I got those. Those are fun. Those are in the bag. Yes. The crew rolls out a free two-hour trial for PS4 and Xbox One users. Give it a shot. You so might you like it. it. I Give actually kind of like yeah. the crew. It's not a game I think, oh my god, i got to get home and play the crew. But when there's nothing else I feel like playing, I'm like, oh, I'll play the crew. And it... I've got a good news article. How about the uh, the Witcher 3 having dynamic beard growth <laughs> over time? <laughs> that's really goofy. It's. I think that's going to revolutionize. The that industry. sounds like a. That sounds like something that would have been in Fable if uh, if Peter Molyneux was still around. No, it would have never would, been in it. He would have said it was in there. Yeah, but it wouldn't have made it. No, no, it would have been there. But it yeah, been it would have been cut. It wouldn't have made it into it. Yeah. See, what happens <laughs> is you can put a braid in it, and it will grow And then your son will ask, what happened with the braid in your hand? <laughs> your braid oh, will tell a story. Oh, new DLC for Dragon Age. That's Destiny. New DLC for Dragon Age just yes. came out. So. Oh yeah, that they didn't really promote at all. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's if you really need to promote it. Because, I mean, it's not... All that special from what I've played so far. It seems like you sound like you're on your dying breath. There, you didn't promote. Yeah, it, well, it's not the best DLC. It seems like I mean, like you 
get the DLC, you go to the you go to the map, you open up a new section, and it's just like opening up any other section in the game. It doesn't feel like it's story based content. It feels like just a new area to explore with side quests, and it's like, well, shit, I, I still have areas that I have to explore in the main game that I haven't yet. Why? Have you Why? have you collected all the three thousand shards? I have most of the shards in the game. I'm thinking about going through and finish them off, finishing them off. So, three thousand. It's not three thousand. That's a real number. No, no. I I did get all the shards, I think, and I did all the asteriums. Yeah, the shards are worth getting because you unlock those three rooms with all the cool shit in them. So, yeah. I think the most things I've collected is like a thousand orbs in Prince of Persia. That was it. But a thousand and one. But I'm gonna keep playing it. But just to see what it's like, but I'm not too hyped up on it now after reading other people's impressions. Kind of feel like I was a little hasty in purchasing it now. I um I was a bit disappointed. Someone said that they had already said that they weren't gonna do like a an awakening sort of big sort of expansion pack. Which I was kinda of disappointed about because I think that like all the DLC that they will do would just kinda of be phoned in. Oh well, hopefully there's post-game DLC. Like, I mean, this DLC, you have to be level 20 so or higher, so in, in a sense, it's post-game, but it doesn't take place after the story of the of the game, you know, like the main storyline. So I hope we get a little bit of that. I think that's what people want. And if we don't get that at all with this round of DLC, I think people won't buy any more DLC in the future <laughs> for a Dragon Age game. So they got to be careful with that. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about Destiny no. for a second. All right, um, let's. <laughs> uh, new Guitar Hero to be revealed in April, supposedly. Uh, uh, don't care. I read the perfect tweet on Twitter. Somebody said, "Guitar Hero, the game that everybody's burnt out of. Rock Band. I could do that. You know, I agree with that totally. I kind of don't." I mean, I'm, I think it's a little too early for plastic instruments and, and music again. I don't feel like playing Rock Band, nah, or Guitar Hero. No, but if if you if you showed me if you said, "Hey, Rock Band's coming out in like a year and a half," I'd be kind of like, "Okay, that's kind of cool." Just hearing Guitar Hero, I'm like, "No, there's already been like forty fucking games. Y'all literally burnt the shit out of like it, it's. I'm done." Which is weird like, though, because they released I think one more game than Rock Band did. No, but what Rock Band did right was go, oh, you bought Rock Band 1 for five fucking dollars. You can take all your Rock Band 1 songs and put it into Rock Band 2. So they felt more like expansions than they right, did. Right, and they're letting you pull in all like, your songs that you've purchased with yeah. this DLC into the new ones. I think they did that for 3 as well, yeah. and I think they're doing that for 4 yeah. as well. Yeah, so Rock Band has this growing library of like it you was never like, like oh I bought off, Rock Band yeah. too. It was I bought a whole new thing of fucking songs that are gonna work with all my other songs. Like it, it it's always been about a collection of music. While Guitar Hero is this oh did you buy that game? And I think I I honestly want to say Guitar Hero had more than just one more game. I think because they had like Guitar Hero. Well, I guess Rock Band had. The Beatles or whatever else they had. In Green Day, I think. But, yeah. No, did they do Green uh, Day? I'm pretty sure they did. I don't know. Okay. I didn't follow them very much. The uh, rock band or guitar hero. I play. I've, and I think they did ACDC as well. Yeah. I played the yeah. 
But no, but those were expansion. They were honest expansions. They weren't even real games. In the same sense as what, like, Rock Band 3 was or Rock Band 2. I know the big ones with Guitar Hero were, what, like, the Aerosmith and, was it Beatles? Or, or was, no, it was Beatles Rock Band. I don't remember. I think it was Beatles Rock Band. Yeah, and it was it was Metallica. And it was Metallica. And Aerosmith. Was, uh, yeah. I just I've never been but, big into those games. I played the first rock band and it was fun, you know, to bring have some friends over and do that stuff, but I got burnt out on it pretty quickly and I never really looked back, so I, But I think they need to kill a guitar. Like just that needs let rock band do its thing and then bring out a guitar hero. I don't think guitar hero can compete. I just I, I just don't see it now. happening. Activision are just the worst. Because... Well, where do they even go from here at Activision? Like, all their shit's dying. I mean, it's but big they... still, but it's dying. But they but they made so much money in, in milking it so that it's so dry. And yet and yet, all they do is find the next thing. It's true. But what's the next the thing? I guess it. they hope Destiny would be, but do you think it will be? Yeah, I don't know. I th- it depends no. on how well the DLC story goes, yeah. just like y'all were saying about that other game. Like, if that story... If if Destiny in the next year doesn't have, if that DLC story's not fucking good, oh yeah, it's yeah. done. Well, they'll do a Destiny two. No, I, I mean done to the no, but it, it it's gonna be it'll it'll be scrutinized like it'll be under a very very yeah. fucking big light. They need that DLC to yeah, fucking yeah, have, like but, rock people. Like they're still world. gonna do a Destiny two, and you'd have to imagine that would be more. Their, of their last chance than the DLC would, but it's Bungie. I mean, you're not going to say, "Oh, Bungie, you're No, but if they can, ro- if Bungie can pull out some awesome DLC, I think critics will be like, "Yeah, okay, if comments good." Destiny, yeah, but if the DLC is really just more like, shit, oh, comet sucks. Like then it, Destiny Two is going to be, gonna be yeah, under it's going to be lined up and is, destroyed. The problem is the the it's it's Bungie excuses, but they got them into this mess in the first oh, place. Oh yeah. But what I'm saying is, you're not going to tell Bungie, "Oh, you can't make Destiny 2. you know. Oh no, no they will. Well, they they already announced it, didn't it they? Was just, yeah, pretty much. They'll, yeah. they'll make it until it stops selling, just like they did with the Guitar Hero. Just like they're going to probably do with Call of Duty and Tony Hawk, everything. But that's like what annoys me about Activision is, I mean, they got in with Vivendi and then somehow managed to come out of Vivendi with Blizzard, which was, I mean, genius move. But they, make <laughs> yeah. all, they make all this fucking money, and then, and yet their games are just here's a game, and then here's fifteen more of those games. Like there's there's no yeah. like they should be the king innovators in the industry because they can afford to do it, and they can afford to bomb the a million times over. But all they do is just milk everything. Like they're so they laugh all un, the way to the bank, un, uncreative, and they just. They just kill things. At least they did make a good decision with Call of Duty recently with shifting to the three-year dev cycles for the games, though. I am happy with that. Yeah. No, but that was only because after they started losing. I know, I know, but at least it's a good decision. And it's going to allow allow those games to develop their own identities, even though they're called Call of Duties. I imagine the Treyarch game is going to be very different than what we saw with, with Sledgehammer and the next, uh, what was it, Infinity Ward game? 
will probably be very different as well. So Unless I'm it... gonna be very clear. I'm ready for a World War Two shooter. I am too. Uh, I don't. No. I don't think we're gonna get it. Well, this year. rumors are flying that it's World at War Two is coming back. Well, so. they're also saying Black Ops Three, which would be World at War Two technically if it's in the same like universe, you know. Because World, mm-hmm. don't World, worry, Steve, World at War, Black Ops, and Black Ops Two are all the same continued storyline, you know. So, not Daniel. <laughs> no, we get annexed by the U.S. and that's that's it. You never yeah. hear from us. Again. I'd like to see a World at War Two. I, I really enjoyed World at War. That was one of my favorite campaigns. I, I just. All want, right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just want to hear Jack Bauer screaming. Exactly. I want more Kiefer. He, he's a. <laughs> He's a god. Like, he doesn't, you know, he's a god. Yeah, I love Kiefer. Have you played World at War? I have. I've not okay. really played, I haven't really played Black Ops. Okay. But. All I know is I love Phone Booth and he, he makes that movie. <laughs> he does. You've seen 24, I take it. Yeah. No, I've seen oh, 24, yeah, but Phone Booth's way better than 24. Because you see. never, you only see him for like two seconds the whole movie, but his voice is the whole thing and it just totally draws you in and you're just like yeah, yeah. to those le- listening steve is a massive 24 fan so it's the greatest tv show <laughs> that's what you want america to be you're like that's america and i that love is america, america. <laughs> that, that is I, mean, is. I guess you were losing their, your mind when they went to england yeah. <laughs> like the last last one yeah but but that was because like london like i hate london i used to live in london it's a rubbish city and setting 24 in London, I know why they did it was because they got all the, the tax credits or whatever it was. But it was just... London's such a terrible place to set it. But okay. I wanted to talk about one more subject that really doesn't have to do with Xbox specifically. But it's more something I'm worried about. Uh, a trend in uh, gaming. And I don't want EA to go this route like Sony's going with 13-month server cycles on disconnecting MLB 14, the show, taking down its online servers. I know, that's rotten. That's really rotten. I'm just saying this right now. Nobody should buy MLB 15. Nobody. You should make your voices heard with your wallet and don't support these fucking insane practices. And I know that's hard because there's not many baseball games out there. Actually, there's only one. But this is what happens when you have a monopoly on a franchise like this. Well, and it's not. They're not stopping anyone from making baseball games, though. It's not like. Oh, I understand. Like, it's I'm a terrible saying, thing, like but, what you're saying, but it isn't really a monopoly because I mean, these Microsoft could go ahead and fund a baseball game. Even 2K could go make a multi-platform one. EA could do it at this point. The no, I agree. What I'm saying though is when you this just shows you what happens when you have zero competition. Exactly, yeah. All you can do, all you can, all you have to do is go. Hey, you know what? Fuck it. Like we're going to turn off the servers, and if you don't like it, buy the next game. Because guess Why what? Why are they? You don't have another the option because they don't because want to pay for the matchmaking so the servers. Next one. Yeah. Like, oh, it's not, not a lot like of the people playing. On dedicated servers. This game's literally just turning off the matchmaking exactly. servers. And they want how many people are playing? Not this many. Game, not not the fourteen anymore. But apparently, there is like if you go into a. a on on message boards, if you go into sort of forums about it, they will say, "Well, the online code net code is garbage," which is probably why no one plays it. Yeah. So 
who cares? If somebody paid $60 for a game a year ago. Let them play it. They shouldn't be sitting there stressing about, oh, I'm going to lose fucking half the features now because you decided to turn it off. No, no, I, I, I agree with Justin. I was just saying that it's it's rubbish that they make crap netcode and they also turn it off. Like they, Yeah, that's really know, shitty. It's just, like, you can still play the 360 launch titles online. Like, I think uh, PGR3 lost one of its features, but you can still play it online. What about, uh, like, no, Perfect this Dark? Isn't, this isn't about... This is more about, uh, like, confronting EA, because I don't want EA to fall on this, and EA hasn't yet, even though EA has turned off servers to I don't think games, they will, um... But... EA's been a little more consumer-friendly over the last few years since they've been trying to repair their image. I mean, look at EA Access. Like, they're they're not going to... Yeah. They even said, hey, we're not going to take these games down. You know, we're going to keep the the vault large. So, and then, like, in, in general, EA's been pretty good over the last couple of years. So, I don't see that happening. I don't think it's anything to worry about. I just think this is an extremely shitty practice. And it needs, like... The fact that this isn't like a hundred page thread on Gaff kind of pisses me off. Because it's Sony. It it deserves it. Like this is outrageous to people that spent real money. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. no, it's uh, I, for the gamers. I don't, I don't think it's right, but but I think I think it, it is a concern even even beyond EA that other people might start thinking, oh, we can get away with it. I could see Take Two doing it. Would it? How are they with um, NBA? Do they do it? I don't. I don't play. Well, they it. didn't release the game for like four years, so I mean, it, they they really don't have a track record at all. <laughs> Wait, who didn't release? I thought 2K. No, I meant live. I'm sorry. Live. <laughs> wah, yeah. Wah. yeah, 2K. They've been releasing them. I think they take them down like two years after or something. No, we just had a story about 2K. It's yeah, it's like yeah. two years, which is bad too. But 13 months. What the fuck? Yeah, but. The way video games move, though, two years—that's that's like the death of a game. It's after like a especially year and for half, sports usually. titles. That's a that's a yeah. long time for sports titles. I get it. That's for consoles. I'm not talking about PC because a lot of PC games like people are still playing, like Team Fortress and Counter Strike and Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare. But for console games, sports titles—that's that's old. Oh. That's like Infinity. Well, Microsoft's kind of future-proofing that for themselves, at least with the way they do their dedicated servers. So. They'll they'll only have to spin up servers for a small portion of gamers, and that's it, you know, because it's all virtual. So I don't I don't I don't see it being a situation for Xbox, at least from Microsoft published stuff. But it's I don't know. It's a practice that needs to we need to put a fucking spotlight on it. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. And I'm not trying to bash Sony, but this is Sony, so, I mean, but at the end of the day, that's how it goes. Like, you're free to spend your money however you want, but vote for your wallet, with your wallet and, and do the right thing if you want to. And if, if other people, do, other companies do start doing it, it will probably be because Sony have shown that, hey, we can do it, and it doesn't affect ourselves, and everybody's fine. The slippery slope. 13 months is just too soon. Like, if you... Give at least give the person two fucking years. That's at least what I would consider 
the reach around. Like this is <laughs> this is nothing. This is literally you know what? Somebody put it perfectly. It is now turning MLB and show the show into a subscription, a sixty dollar yearly subscription. Yeah, it's it's, it's saying, hey, this is a games as a service. I mean, which it already is, but it's just slapping that in your face. Because who doesn't play online anymore? I mean, everybody plays online. People in submarines? Yes, that's true. You know what? I completely forgot about these people. It's not going to affect you to play MLB The Show 14. You'll be all right. But, yeah. So what about new releases? Do we have any new releases coming? You're the guy for that, Steve. I I did do some research early on, actually, uh, just to check. Uh, I think there's. Thank God. Four <laughs> new... There's only four releases this week, I think. Um, Slender, The Arrival, um, which is a horror indie game. It's getting this remaster. Uh, there's the. No Bastard. way, a remaster? Yes. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> um, Forza presents Fast and Furious, which is free until April 10th. Yeah. Unless you, unless you want to pay $10 and give Microsoft your money and Playgrounds and everybody else. Um, but yeah, that's like 15 gig. It's like the whole game, I think. It looks like it's going to be a few portions of the main game map with new cars, essentially. Yeah. And probably some kind of like Fast and the Furious high story mixed yeah. in. Um, Oddworld, New and Tasty, which is... Bad timing. Coming, the first Oddworld game on Xbox since 2005. Let me actually play this, because I never played the original. You never played the original Oddworld? No. Oh, it's worth a playthrough. It is, it's a really good game. It's got some good puzzles in it. It's fun. And the remaster looks pretty good on PS4. I'm not sure how it's going to run on Xbox One, and imagine it'd be, it would be pretty similar. So. Well, apparently it didn't... Like, I haven't actually... I got it on PS Plus, but I haven't actually played it. But apparently it doesn't run too well on PS4. It's so all right. All right, but so maybe because like apparently Contrast had the same problem and that ran fine on huh. Xbox One when it was late, so maybe that will yeah maybe benefit. they'll actually improve it. So, although they kind of killed their sales releasing it the same month as it's on PS Plus, but <laughs> yeah, for free. That's, that's a that's a whole different thing. And the final game is Borderlands: The Handsome Collection. Which just released uh, today. It did. Um, is anybody getting any of those? I downloaded. I actually downloaded Borderlands today. I was gonna not do it, but then it's like you know what? I want to play it with Maria, so we're gonna play through that once we're done with Halo. Nothing. No. Alright. <laughs> I'm not picking it. I got it on PC, didn't play it. I'm I'm just I'm not gonna waste the money. Yeah, it's understandable. It's not worth it. I've heard I've heard it's uh, that Borderlands two runs very well. Um but that the pre sequel has a few issues. It has some a lot of tearing and some frame rate drops. Awful frame rate. Yeah, drops. So ho- hopefully says. that's patched. You would think they would it would run just as well since they're on the same engine, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that's patched. I would assume it's going to be patched, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. It is 60 frames per second though, 1080p, 
and from what I've heard, it does look a lot better when you compare it to the 360 version. So if you haven't played Borderlands, it is a good value. That's a lot of game. It's, they're not ripping you off with this collection. So. I just wish it was more like Metro, where you could just go, I want to buy Borderlands 2 yeah. for 30, and then I can buy the other one for 30. But, you know, that's something Metro did that I was amazing. I think that's going to happen down the road. Maybe once they release Borderlands 1 as a remaster, if this game sells well, which I wouldn't be surprised if they do it, you know, so. Fun, fun. Yeah. it is actually separate files on the store as well. Yes, on Xbox One, it's completely separate. On the Sorry. PS4, though, it's one file, I think, and you start the game up and you have to choose either Borderlands 2 or the pre-sequel. But if you want to switch from one to the other, you have to close the application, open it again, you know, so. That's sponsors. But it's not two separate games on PS4. It's kind of strange. All right, let's just move into what you've been playing. Let's do this. Let's let's talk about Tales from the Borderlands, episode two. How amazing it Fucking is. Fucking funny shit. <laughs> it, it is a blast. It literally, like, alright, we've talked about it many, many times, about how Walking Dead is probably the best Telltale game. This is up there. This episode is up up there, there for sure. It's really fucking good. It's, because I I know I was a little mild on the first episode, even though I liked it, I was kind of mild. Like, this is totally has me sold. I'm into the the whole, like, I want to pick up Borderlands 2. That's why I bought it. Just because of this. That's why I bought it, yeah. But at the same time, I remember what those games play like, and I'm like, okay, I have to remember it's not the same thing. Yeah. Even though the humor and stuff's still there, don't get me wrong, I know it's they're working together, but it, this is a Telltale game that is a Borderlands game. But the but, the artwork just works so well with the Telltale engine. It's such a nice match. And the voiceovers yeah. are great. I mean, you got, what, Troy Baker, you got Nolan North, Jennifer Hale. I mean, it's like a... Yeah, it's an all-star, all-star cast. Yeah. And they're all incredibly good. It's really funny. Like I said about the last time I talked about it, this game makes you want to pick the evil choice because you know it's not going to have a terrible thing because of it. It's just going to be a joke that's funny. And that's why I pick it. Because, I mean, it, it never takes itself so seriously like um, like The Walking Dead does. So you never feel like you're making the wrong choice in the same way. Um, but uh, it's it's incredibly funny. The writing's great. I'm enjoying it a lot. And it looks it looks and runs well. Which is unusual for yeah, <laughs> yeah it looks good and runs well, which is very unusual for a Telltale game. So, don't get me wrong. I, I, I when I was playing it, yes, I did notice in some scenes it was like, yeah, this is nothing but big, huge fucking boxes with textures on them. I understand that, but like the the sequence where they're just going over the like the Telltale Borderlands logos, like what they do with that just makes you go, they made yeah. this work. Like, this looks fucking fantastic. And, and I love well. Loaderbot. God, I love Loaderbot. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't wait to play another episode of Tales from the Borderlands. It's it's going to be amazing. Yeah, this is definitely my favorite uh, one besides I've... Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The Wolf Among Us, to me, still, wow. I liked it. It's another conversation. It's another oh. conversation. Uh... 
Oh, what else? I played episode one, The Life is Strange. I did not play episode two yet, even though that's yeah, out. Yeah, I gotta work on that one, too. Um, I liked it. Oh, yeah, I that's was... another release. Uh, episode two did come out today, right? Yeah. Well, I did think, it come out I think today? it was today. Or, or whenever it came out. It came out, and it is... The first episode was different. I like the ending. It was nice to have a Telltale sort of game that actually ran good, that looked decent, that I just think the beginning of Life is Strange is kind of slow, and you're kind of just like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? But then it ramps up, like, after about 20 minutes in, 30 minutes in, then you're kind of like, okay, I get it. This is pretty good. This is awesome. It ends on a really high Uh, note, too. And I think it's... and. I was going to say, I think it's great that Telltale might have some competition because it'll push both of them to make better games, hopefully. Definitely. Uh, But I think I'm just trying to go for games that we've all played. Uh, And the big one, I think, is Plants vs. Zombies. (laughs) I had an amazing time playing PvZ. It's such an awesome game. And it's only gotten better. It's, It's... at this point, it's like a fine wine. It just keeps aging, and it's getting better and you better. You know what it's filling is that 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 a uh, hole that um, Gears of War has left us with. You know, like no gears. I know it sounds crazy, but I lo- I loved Horde mode in Gears of War. So it's like that, and a mix of like Team yeah. Fortress, which is nice. Yeah, it really fills that void. And but... I'm, it's my next game where I'm almost about one hundred percent all the achievements. Which is really cool. I think that'll be my fourteenth or fifteenth, hundred percent Xbox One game. Happy, happy, happy! I'm Daniel and I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm just trying to share my this interest is, and this achievements. This is Daniel right here. Like I, I've okay for the last like thirty days. I beat I beat both uh, episodes of The Walking Dead. I beat or seasons. not episodes or seasons or whatever. Uh, and I beat Life is Strange, and I got some achievements for something else. Can't remember. And I've been leading Daniel on the leaderboards. And this first thing I get, what, what, what the fuck you been doing? Even though this motherfucker has what you're, you're sitting almost two hundred thousand, right? Um, one hundred and ninety-one thousand. Yeah, one hundred ninety-one thousand eight hundred and seventy. Why do you know that? Okay, see, I only got. I have my iPad right next to me. That's why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have it See, memorized. Uh, just, just to be specific, I, I have 58,615. All right? And I don't give a fuck. And I probably own just as much. Steve's an achievement hunter, too. He's not an achievement whore. I, I usually, yeah, I am. But, like, most of the games I don't really care about. But then I noticed, like, Plants vs. Zombies, I had, like, a few achievements left. So I'm like, you know Let's what? Let's do it. Screw yeah. it. I'll try to finish it. Yeah. So I need, I have two more. I got to kill 50 zomb- vampire zombies. And I gotta collect like four or five diamonds from the treasure yeti, and that's it. Nice. Well, we'll yeah. play it more. Maria r- likes it a lot. Rise so. again. So it's a really good game, though, and it's a dangerous game because it's so you. The points aren't expensive to buy, and you just want to do it. Like you look at it, and you're like, "No, it's too easy." It's to only get nine points. bucks, and I can get all but those cards. You get two hundred thousand points. 200,000 points for 10 bucks? Mm-hmm. It's not a bad deal. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad... And then you're just Especially like... Especially no, when it's it. free on EA Access. Then you're really like, oh. Yeah. Maybe you owe it to them to give them a bit more money. 
I know, that's how I feel too. I'm guilty of buying a few $200,000 packs for like <laughs> Definitely it's, guilty. I haven't done it yet, but I, every time I accidentally click on that menu, I'm like, that's not bad. It's, it's not bad. And then I, I hurry and click off of that menu. That's a lot of packs, man. That's, that's what, like 10 um, Zomos down packs? Yeah. It, it's definitely, they don't shortchange you. They, they're giving you a good deal for your money. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's all I've been playing. Other than, I, did I, t- I played SimCity, and I played a shitload of SimCity because everybody was playing that other Which game. Which SimCity? And the new SimCity. Oh, okay. Sim so City. you weren't playing Cities? The... No. I was playing, hey, this game came out and I already own it. Why not play that and scratch the same itch? So I did that. <laughs> it's good. I was pissed off at how small the cities right. were. That still sucks. But you know what? It scratched the itch. I played that for like two days straight and put it down. Besides but, um, Plants vs. Zombies, I've been playing a lot of Connect Fruit Ninja 2. Oh, tell us about it. <laughs> it's really fun. Like I know it's $15, but it's got a bunch of extra modes you can play. And you can play four-player multiplayer at the same time. So four of you guys are up there waving your hands in front of each other and hitting each other accidentally. And it's, it's a workout. Makes your girlfriend you get cry. tired. Yeah, she hurt, she pulled all the muscles in her <laughs> arms because she was just swinging like crazy. It's great. You can't play video games no more. <laughs> Pretty much. Like all of Sunday, she's like, I can't move my arms. Oh my god. But it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. It's really good. Oh, and I've been playing the, on my 3DS. I just got a 3DS. Oh, what about Ori in so the Blind Forest? That. We didn't get to talk about that again. That's on my list. It's well, up no, there. I know Dustin uh, finished it, and so did I. And oh, so did Steve. Yeah. Steve, what have you been playing? Um, in the last week, I, I finished Ori. Steve? I think Steve fell so asleep. Steve, <laughs> wake <Hello>? up. <laughs> uh, Steve, what have you been uh, playing? No, he pulled an uh, Eric was... on us. I was listening, I was talking, and I it wasn't popping up. Oh, okay. Um, so I finished Ori in the last week. Um, I kind of put down Scream Ride, because it just, like, I want 100% it, and I really like the um, Scream Rider mode. But it can take a long time and a lot of tries to, to get through it and get 100%. Maybe I'm just not very good at it. But I put that down. Um, I've mainly been playing Sleeping Dogs. Oh. But I haven't really even played that much of it. I'm finding it a bit of a slog. Like, drive here, and then you have to beat up, like, six or seven guys. And then you drive somewhere else, and then you beat up another six or seven guys. So you haven't gotten yeah. to the gunplay yet? No. Okay. Once you, get, once you get guns, it gets a little more fun, I think. So... But yes, but I, I do want to finish it. It was my it was my mission to get it done by Friday. I'm not so sure I'm going to do that. Yeah, you know what I liked about Sleeping Dogs was did you did you ever play that game Stranglehold, the John Woo game? I did indeed. Okay, it felt like it did the stuff Stranglehold wanted to do, but way better in the gunplay scenes. Yeah, I I did I did like Stranglehold. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I want to give it tries. I don't know, I just feel like I'm getting a bit tired of open worlds. Yeah, I understand that. 
because it's like the same thing. I know. Yeah, but it's like things like Far Cry Four. Like there was so much of it, and there was a, some of it was a bit crap. But there weren't any achievements tied to those, so I ignored them. Yeah. But um, but it was like, but what was good about Far Cry Four was really, really good. I and, think with open and, world games, you have to mix them up. You can't play a bunch of open world games back to back. Yeah, I'm getting not Ubisoft one. No, no. So. But yeah, it's mainly Sleeping Dogs. I did finish uh, Dead Nation, Apocalypse, and Counter Spy for my PS4. Um, I really liked Dead Nation, actually. It was what I sort of wanted Helldivers to be. But, um, I had a hard time getting into Dead Nation. Uh, I don't know. I just, it, I just find it's like I really like Mindless, games. Mindless, yeah. That, I really like games that have got like, like a sort of a, uh, like a store, and then you like buy the weapons. With well, like in-game currency, and you upgrade everything, and then you get to the top, and you and you love twin-stick shooters too. You're nuts yeah. for those. I'm, I'm a whore. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> no, we've established yeah. that. And then and then Counter Spy was like PS Plus game, and that was that was quite short, but it's just like a sort of it's a bit like Shadow Complex, only sort of a bit stealthier and a bit. How cartoony. long was it? Because I I played maybe half hour into it and I just hated the aiming for the shooting and stuff and I kind of threw it away um, it's it's not very like if you pick the missions that you do you can get through it like really quickly I, I thought that like the last mission was going to be sort of really difficult so when I sort of got there you could continue doing the missions of the two sides to sort of lower the DEFCON and then eventually I was at like DEFCON 4 and I was like okay well I'll just see what this, this mission's like and I just did it and it was like five, 10 minutes or something but it, it it was quite fun to sort of do all the little, the little bits in the levels and and collect blueprints and, and that sort of thing. But you you could do it in an afternoon. But yeah, it's, it's and I've also been playing a lot of cricket, but I don't think that's probably <laughs> much interest. Yeah, that seems so to be that. your your go to like palate cleanser game. Yeah, it's, there's something soothing about it. Like you know, you're insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, much. I guess we should end on Ori. I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, I've played before. Besides that, I've played. Uh, I'm finally getting around to the Master Chief Collection. Maria and I finished Halo CE and Halo Two, and now we're working on Halo Three. Um, and boy, Halo Two, it just kind of sucks. Um, I didn't realize how much it sucked until I started playing Halo Three again. But uh, yeah, Halo Halo CE has such good you know controls and just it feels right, even though the campaign's not the best put together thing. But but uh, Halo, you can definitely tell that they put pretty it together quickly, in yeah. Months. But then Halo Two comes out, and you know when I played it originally, it, it, I didn't think about it, but playing it back to back against uh with CE, it just really points it. It really shows that the game's flaws and. It, they're really deep in, within the game, and it's just the basic controls of the game. It, the momentum doesn't feel right. The tightness of the controls doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel like Halo, because I didn't, I didn't really think it that much while I was playing it, but once I went back to Halo 3, I was like, holy shit, this feels like Halo again. Um, and it just reminded me how much I just don't like Halo 2. But Halo 2 Anniversary is... You're wrong, <laughs> Fern. I hope everything <laughs> yeah. matches in your life, and Halo Two's the best Halo. Yeah, I blah, mean, blah, I, blah. I had fun with it still, but it just it it wasn't 
as good as the others in hindsight, you know. Um, the graphics look nice, though. I like the, the update for the graphics, so I'm happy with it that. Is, it is very pretty. Yeah. Um, so we're, we played a lot of that. Uh, besides that, yeah, we talked about Borderlands, Tales of Borderlands, you know. And um, Ori in the Blind Forest, yeah. I've, I, I've, I finished it since the last time I I spoke about it, and I'm just as happy about it as I was then. I, I can't recommend it enough. It's my favorite game. I, I could tell you happy how happy I was. Like, somebody was talking about, like, we were quarter of the way through the year or whatever. And they were like, yeah, game of the year so far is probably dying. Like, I was like, no, it's Ori, bitch. Shut the fuck up, sorry. Like, right, so far, it's been the best game this year, period. Yeah. And that's how defensive I've been on game, it. Yeah. Like, it's, game of the year is dumb. It no, is, it is, but... but Ori's that fucking good. Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think it it could end up being the one that sticks out for the entire year. I know we're early in the year, but but it could be really it. It could be good. it for me. Um, then again, everyone's loves Bloodborne the game right now, so that. I don't know. But the thing for me is usually my favorite game is some sort of new IP. Yeah, um, Bloodborne is dark is. Demon Souls 4. It is. Like, I'm, there's nothing wrong with that, but, okay, it's a new IP in name, but it's not a new thing. Like, no. and you look at, like, Metal Gear Solid 5's coming out, and Halo 5's coming out, and, like, even before Uncharted 4 was delayed, that was still Uncharted 4. But and they don't they don't surprise you. I know No, what but at, at the end of the yeah. day, all the reviews for the Bloodborne all say the same thing, pretty much, at the get-go. If you like Dark Souls, you're gonna love this game. If you didn't like Dark Souls, you will not like this game. So, it is what it is. I mean, it's really good at what it is. If you're a hip-hop just... gamer, you will not like this game. Yeah. Or, you know what? A lot of people don't like Dark Souls. You don't have to be like hip-hop gamer <laughs> yeah. to not like it. It's just... The thing The thing about Ori, I think I might have said this last time, but it, everything just feels like... Perfect. Yeah, but it, but it's but it's but it's I don't, I don't use that word. Just like so incredibly like meticulously designed. It like is the like polished. Yeah, it is a masterpiece. The, like, the, it's a work of art. Like the the attention to detail is. I don't think I've ever really felt anything quite like that. That doesn't necessarily make it the best game I've ever played. But there, there is just something about it when you play it that you can just feel that everything's been so. There's Just a lot of love put into that game. Tightly, tightly polished. Yeah, tightly polished. Yeah, but it's no, not. No, but I think at the, I think they were talking about it. Well, I think it was on kind of funny, and they said, you know, comics and video games aren't high art. I would argue Ori yeah. goes into that it, category. Like it is literally a beautiful it, work of it, art. It is, but it's even more polished than a Nintendo game. You know, like to me, like Nintendo levels of polish are amazing. But you don't feel that handcrafted detail in a Nintendo game like you do in Ori and the Blind Forest, you know? No, I don't get emotional when Mario falls down but a fucking can, when, I don't care. I just respawn when and you keep play going. Ori, you see when Ori the gets hurt, work. you're like, oh my god. Like, But you see the artist's work in every part of that game. You know? And not just visuals. You see it, in, you, you feel it when you play it. You know, you you hear it when you when you listen to the music. You know, when you listen to the sound design, it 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 just makes everything work all around, and it feels like a real team effort. You can tell everyone was working with each other. 
You know, you can tell they weren't butting heads. And it must have been a really great experience for all those developers to work on it together. I imagine they were incredibly proud of it when they were done. They they should be. It's, oh, it's so good. Uh, anybody been playing anything else other than gushing over Ori? I played some LA Cops. Oh yeah, you get all the achievements for that too, huh? I've got one left, um, which is Nightmare Mode, and it's 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 a bit of a strange game because free aim is kind of weird. It doesn't feel right, but you can if you press X, you can lock on to enemies. So you just walk into a room and you just mash X to lock on, and then right trigger to shoot, and you can pretty much just kill them all. But it is more fun than it sounds. Like I I, I did enjoy it, but then you get to to Nightmare Mode. And it's not difficult because you can't lock on. It's difficult because the aiming just feels wonky. And it's like you spend, like I've got two of my cops like fully maxed out. But yeah, it's still one shot kill on Nightmare. So was, why did I spend like an hour like grinding on the levels to get all the XP to, to level them up if I walk into a room and it's one shot kill? Right. It, it's, it's frustrating. Like I don't need it to be easy, but like even if it was like they took like 91 of my health or something and they just left me with enough to sort of last for a second shot but it's it's just it's like a sort of rather than like, like it's similar to Hotline Miami but like sort of isometric and, and cheesy it does look nice like I do really like the sort of visual style sort of from sort of cop shows from sort of 70s uh -huh. that sort of thing but it's it's fun I, I do quite like it but it's it's flawed and like the controls yeah. The controls are flawed as well because it wants you to to use the A it wants you to use the A button as well to like call your the other cop over and it's a bit difficult when you're trying to shoot things and then switch between the right stick which you need to aim. And it, it doesn't it just doesn't work well when you're actually trying to sort of change things when you're actually busy, basically. Oh. I've been um I've been playing Shadow of Mortar. Oh finally. You're getting to it. Yeah, finally, it's, it's good. Um, I'm not sure if I want to get the DLC though, because I heard mixed reviews, like it's not very good, not worth buying. But I'm enjoying the main game. I'm just going around messing with the Uruks and uh, killing them, and not really paying attention to the story yet. And it's, it's addictive. Just, uh, yeah, it's just I just want to go there and kill everybody <laughs> and 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 keep, keep killing people. And then I love when you get onto those um, Karagors, I think yeah. they're called. And the music, epic music starts playing. You're just riding down like the, the planes, and you're slashing people. It's 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 really cool. You get some really cool abilities abilities when you uh, get further in the game too. Like in the second half of the game, when you can start taking over the minds of the actual orcs, and you get some really other cool abilities. I don't want to really spoil for you because I, th I think you'll enjoy them. Oh, I can't wait to see. Yeah, it really opens up. Second half of the game, it it opens up, and it's a huge playground. And it's a wonderful little game. Or big game, I should say. I shouldn't call it little. But it does feel like a start to something. I imagine a sequel would be much bigger. The the, the map I'm in right now, is, is that it? Or is there no, more No, there's a that? whole second map. the same, But about oh, yeah. the same size. And you can go between the two? Yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I... Because I wasn't sure if I had to finish everything before I moved on. No, you can go back. I, I did like Mordor, but... Like, it's not a good Lord of the Rings game. Like I won't, 
well, I don't know there's much story to spoil really I, I won't but it just I don't know like the the story is like it could have been if you did if it hadn't have been a Lord of the Rings game I don't think I'd have noticed the story's kind of weak overall but it I don't know it just feels I don't know something about it feels kind of empty to me like I do well I just sorry Karen go I, I just like the second or third mission like you you meet someone from the Lord of the Rings movies or the trilogy whatever and I'm just like already like they're throwing in like fan service right away like why not have that as like a hidden side mission or like a secret like easter egg but you know there he is like and there's the character you interact with it's it just kind of feels like it's a kind of a, a combat game where you fight monsters set in the Lord of the Rings universe pretty much yeah yeah pretty much it's still fun like it's definitely worth purchasing but it's not like a Lord of the Rings. Someone who's like a Tolkien fan is not going to be um, gushing over this game. Yeah, as I said, it, it is good. I, I do like the Nemesis system a lot. You write like, about it. A... You write about it being empty, though. Oh man, it feels empty. Yeah. Which is kind of a relief after playing Unity because Unity had so much shit on the map. It yeah, was overwhelming. But I... And this is like, oh, there's only this much stuff. Okay, I can do no, this. No, but. I don't mean by missions. I'm talking about just the world feeling alive and feeling original and having landmarks. I mean, I just finished up Watch Dogs, which feels like the most fully realized city in a game I've ever played. Um, you compare that to Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and it's night and day difference, you know. Or yeah. compare it to GTA. I was about to say, don't just say GTA. GTA has so much more going on in this world than fucking... Them watchdogs? Ah, yes. I GTA guess GTA Five does. Yeah, but filled. I'm talking about just how like I don't know. <laughs> watchdogs just felt like a, really felt like I it was in Chicago. I mean, I, I did a great job oh with God. that. Except for except no, for the voiceovers, it was weird. The one guy T Bone, he's got this hick accent, but he sounded obviously Canadian. It was really strange. Like he was talking like he was from the south, yet he would do the weird a boat thing Here it yeah, goes. Montreal, yeah. it was really South. strange it, maybe he was like Cajun yeah. I guess he could be Cajun hick but even then like the Cajuns don't say don't don't have like a Canadian accent it's, it's close I don't even know what a Canadian accent is it's more it's a northern accent it's but y'all, y'all it, yeah, you would you would say more cool. northern because like when you get to like Minnesota and um or like even Niagara Falls where Maria grew up, you, you hear some of the stuff, you know. But honestly, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Today. <laughs> but you don't even—it's <laughs> well, not, not even, even going you, that far. I'm just talking. It's not even about, saying a boot like, though. It's like a boat, boat. It sounds more like that. But this guy, like the T-bone, was talking in this like kind of thick Canadian influenced accent while also trying to be like he was from the south so it kept throwing me off the whole time i was playing the game because <laughs> y'all are more influenced by like great britain than we are when it comes to language yeah and like the southern u.s is like really we have our own accent that's completely different than fucking everywhere else but eh, you know it is but yeah it is. i mean just comparing that to say the shadow of mordor um, it did feel empty. I'm not saying you'll have like a Boston accent. Yeah, though. Like, that's also different too. Like that, just. But yeah, I, I just yeah. it felt empty, like what Steve was saying. You know, it did feel empty. 
All right, we we're running on two hours at this point. <sighs> this so so much for an hour, as always. Well, wow. but it's good. I like talking about video games. Uh, anything else? Saint Sunset Overdrive DLC next week. Yeah, April Woo-hoo. first. Woo. Everybody's gonna hopefully be it's not the the last Sunset Overdrive stuff we'll ever play. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> I love that game. I want more. Then you're breaking my heart. <laughs> <sighs> I don't think it's the last we'll see of it. I think Insomnia. It it, it might not be Xbox exclusive, but something will happen with it. It'll continue on. In our hearts. There's too many people that love it. Maybe no, in there's our too hearts. many people that actually love maybe they'll, that game. Maybe they'll put it in um, Project Spark. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Hey, to throw it out there, that fucking Cocker animation that they got going on didn't look bad. Like You kind of were like, I know this was only like two seconds of Cocker walking towards a fence, but I want to see more. Hey, maybe, <laughs> maybe the next Sunset Overdrive game will be a HoloLens exclusive. I will kill you. Maybe Cocker will be a Possibly. That sounds great. I will kill you. Cocker walks around your house berating you about the shit you... I will kill all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, that's going to be it for the show. Please write us at letters at xboxuncut.com. Rate us on iTunes. Rate us pretty much anywhere you can get this podcast. Please, please rate us. Except for the Xbox store sadly because they don't want our i don't know well, it's weird i can't figure out why we only have like the RSS we only anymore. have like two reviews or two ratings or something on itunes right yes what's up with that we got all these listeners take some time Get take letters. some time go to our little section on itunes rate us please we'd, we'd really 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 appreciate it we do but you know what we really appreciate letters yeah even even love letters to Steve. Just make sure to yes. BCC us. <laughs> yes. We need to have those letters unedited from yeah. Steve, you know? I don't need to, like, get a letter from Steve and it's just, like, fucking blacked out. And it's like, what it's the like, hell? This was private. <laughs> this was Phil Spencer telling me that <laughs> was, like, oh, I want to see it. <laughs> Oh, you had a, a rating, a, a review on. Oh, that was twenty fifth of March, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Sorry, I forget what year. Yeah, we're in. yeah. Sad. Yep. Yeah. But that's going to do it for the show. Thanks for tuning in this week. You have a wonderful, well, happy yeah, week. We'll be back soon. We'll be back. Hope we have stuff to talk about. <laughs> no, we will. I, I try to keep everything limited to what. I mean, I did yeah. go a little bit further, but hey, you know, it happens. But peace All out. All right, everybody. later. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.